and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we're going to get into the TikTok trend of types of friendships. It's called the six besties theory. I feel like sometimes we can struggle to put people in the correct box. I know I can. Um, What's a box? And this can lead to a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of miscommunications. And so let's get into it this week. But first, of course, let's do our customary mental health check. As always, we're going to rate our mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. This week, I think I'm sitting probably at about a three. I am crazy tired this week. I'm on a new medication. I went up a dose and it's been quite an adjustment. Um, But generally speaking, I'm doing pretty good. I've just been trying to be as gentle with myself as I possibly can because I am having to cope with these medication side effects, which we will get into in my hates segment coming up. Don't forget that this is also your opportunity to check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Like for real, for real, how are you feeling? Are you feeling horrible? Are you feeling amazing? However you're feeling is 100% okay. Don't let anyone tell you that you should feel a certain way. Okay? Okay. While you are thinking about that, let's get into the loves and hates for this week. My first love for this week is OG Fantasy Island episodes. If you are unaware, Fantasy Island is this, I think it was in the 70s, started in the 70s at least, and these show these episodes were crazy long, like an hour and a half, and the premise of the show is that there's this island and this guy will put on any fantasy for anyone. And I know it sounds like crazy sexual, <laughs> you know, like it has very porn-like tendencies or not tendencies, possibilities. But it's not really that way. It's it's the first episode of season one of OG Fantasy Island is extremely dark. It is extremely dark. A lot of death, a lot of people wanting to be chased and stuff. It was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. But I really liked it. It was very much like Twilight Zone. So if you like OG Twilight Zone, you will love OG Fantasy Island. If you watched the newer remake of Fantasy Island and you're like, I don't want to go through all the effort of having to order the DVD, because it is only on DVD, of ordering the DVD of Fantasy Island to watch these things on my DVD player or my Xbox or my PlayStation or whatever, um, do not let the remake make you feel like the old ones are not good, okay? I'm sorry to report the remake, it, uh, it just isn't it. It's just not... It's just not it. The The remake more so focuses on the person who runs the island and she's like the daughter of the original dude. And it focuses on her and who she is as a person and her little love triangles and whatever. And it does have like better effects, of course, don't get me wrong. It is 50 years in the actual future from the original. However, the original more so focuses on the fantasies of the people, okay? So definitely give that a shot if you're into kind of older TV. Next thing I'm loving this week is early morning walks with friends. If you are not familiar with me at all, 
you do not know that I am not a morning person. And I know that there's this thing going around of like, you can, you're, you're speaking that into existence. Like you're saying that you're not a morning person, so you're not a morning person. I'm sorry to report that I am just flat out not a morning person, okay? I do not like getting out of bed. I am not a breakfast person. I have never liked eating breakfast. You can ask my mother. She's been trying since I was a child to get me to eat breakfast and I just hate it. I'm not into it. I it's like it's not a weight thing. I just don't like to do it. I don't I don't want to exist that early. I really don't. But this past week, I went for an early walk with a friend of mine. I brought my dog, of course, and it was all misty and quiet. We went to this secluded park and it was really nice, actually. It was a good way to kind of start the day. And I did tell her beforehand, like she is a morning person. Like she is up before the sun, like she does laundry in the morning, like she is ready to go in the morning. And I just warned her, I'm like, look, I will get up early and I will go for a walk, but I'm warning you that I just need time to like, you know, wake up. And she's like, cool, no problem. And it was actually great. It was great. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I will have at least an hour of regret, okay, when I wake up in the morning for doing a morning walk the next time I do it because I, okay, so maybe half an hour, because I'll have to wake up half an hour before I have to leave, because I have to have half an hour at least to do my truncated morning routine of like, I get up, I take the dog out, I do my morning tea, I will sit and catch up on emails and just have my tea, and then I'll go take a shower, like whatever I have to do in the morning, that's what I'll do, and I'll just do it kind of shorter. If I don't have a full day ahead, if I can kind of do a more leisurely morning routine later on. So I will have at least half an hour of regret the next time, but this is more of a note for future me. You will love it, okay? You enjoy doing it. It's just hard to actually get your body outside to do it. First on my list of hates for this week is bad drivers. And I'm going to have to tell you about my second thing on my list because they kind of go hand in hand, and that is medication side effects, okay? So let me first tell you about medication side effects, and then we'll circle back to bad drivers. So I'm on a new medication, and knock on wood, it's working very well for me. I'm not having any crazy side effects anymore, okay? When I first started this medication, I was very agitated. And I mean, I did not recognize myself. I'm typically, I'm not really super road ragey. Like, I don't, I will yell at you in my car. I won't flip people off. I won't follow you. Like, I'm not a psychopath, you know? Like, I I will have my moment in the car, but I will act like a normal person in society and carry on with my day, you know? Like, I will pretend in the car like I'm having a conversation with you, but I won't actually do anything. But <laughs> when I first started this medication, I was very agitated and I would say bordering on aggressive, okay? 
And it was to the point where I was driving, right? I went to Kroger. I picked up some groceries. I was having a nice little day. I got my little coffee. Actually, it wasn't coffee. It was hot chocolate, but it's beside the point. I was having a good day is the point. And this old dude in his old car is driving along going 35 and a 45. And I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, And so I slow down because his lane is ending. And he's in front of me enough that I'm like, let me just let him get in front of me and I'll pass him at a later date. Like it's not a big deal. So I slow down to let him in front of me. His lane is ending. He slows down even further. So I'm like, okay, maybe he wants to be behind me. No problem. So I speed up. And then he try- He merges into me. Okay, luckily, I see this. I slam on my brakes. I lay on my horn. Because I'm like, okay, maybe the man did not see me. Maybe I'm in his blind spot. Maybe he is just old. So he, his eyesight may be not the best. This man rolls down his window and flips me off. And the the um, genuinely the amount of rage that filled my body I I cannot remember in recent memory being that upset. I'm so dead serious. I was trembling and I called my husband and I was like, I need you to tell... He's like, hello? Because he knows I don't call him unless something's wrong. So he's he's thinking, I'm sure. He's like, she was in an accident. Something's wrong. And I don't even say hello. I don't, I, I, the first thing I say is, I need you to tell me it is not worth it to ram the back of this man's car. Because genuinely, you guys, I am dead serious. I, in that split moment I was like I think I'm gonna hit this person's car like I think I'm just going to rear end this person for flipping me off I was trying to be nice I was trying to let you in and then you merge into me and I'm like hello I'm here and then you flip me off hello okay was it unreasonable for me to get that upset a hundred percent one hundred percent that was ridiculous Okay. Nevertheless, I hate a bad driver. I hate a bad driver. I had to go downtown for jury duty and (laughs) I was maybe three minutes from my house and it's in that same area where the there's like a lane on one side of the road that ends. It's like three three lanes and it becomes two lanes. And it's like no one knows that this happens, even though there are signs that obviously indicate that this anyway. Again, I almost get hit here. And I'm just like, you know what? I need to stop driving in this lane. (laughs) I need to stop driving in this this middle lane that is the catch lane for the merging lane. Because like, no matter what car I'm driving, no one can see me. Driving the truck, no one can see me. Driving the Tesla, no one can see me. Like, it's just it's beyond. And what what infuriates me even further is that I feel like we're all such bad drivers because of our complete and total lack of attention span. 
the amount of people that I see on their phone while they're driving is genuinely alarming. But then I was talking to my husband about it and he was like, it's actually crazy that we don't have more accidents with how many people are on their phone. Because I would say, like, I'm not exaggerating at all. I think at least 30% of people I see on the road every day are on their phone actively at the time that I look at them on the road. And it's just like, can we not just focus for like the 20 minutes it's going to take you to get wherever you're going? I mean, we all have Bluetooth in the car. So if it's urgent, just call them. I hate a phone call as much as the next person. Like, don't get me wrong. But uh, we got to focus because the bad driving has got to stop. The people who in a six lane highway going 80 in the left lane cut across all six lanes with 500 feet to spare for their exit. Like, you got to we got to stop. You know, it's got to end. We got to relax. I hate a bad driver. Okay, I hate a bad driver. To talk to you more about my medication side effects, <laughs> um, there are two that are very strange. The first is about my appetite. So I just told you I hate breakfast. Like, I am not a breakfast person. But this medicine makes me like ravenously hungry at like 10 o'clock and then I'll have a cracker literally a a single Ritz cracker and then I will feel like I've been eating all day like I, I'll feel like I ate too much I'm like what is that who what is that like what is happening in my body to where it's like oh my god feed me oh you fed me too much one Ritz cracker like really okay the other one that if I had not read about it, I genuinely would have gone to the hospital because I would have thought I was having a stroke. I, so I have my little decaffeinated drinks. I love a good Sprite. I love root beer, cream soda. I have this winter limited edition Sprite. I think it's like winter cranberry or something. And I cracked it open, I put it in a glass, you know, you do the whole thing, and I had someone like, oh, it's flat, that's weird, because I watched it all fizzy, and I'm like, oh, it must be that thing, like, it tastes flat. My husband's like, no, it's probably just flat, like, it's not a side effect medication. I'm like, no, 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 I read about it, like, I'm sure it's just that. He's like, no, let me taste it, and he does not like carbonated drinks, generally speaking. And so he tastes it and he's like, <laughs> girl, there's something wrong because this is not flat. Like I told you, I told you it is not flat. And that is by far the weirdest thing. Like everything else is fine. Like it makes me a little tired. The, the appetite thing, like it's weird, but I'm making sure I'm eating enough. I'm just spacing out my meals and honestly ignoring my my body cues <laughs> as stupid as that sounds I'm just like okay I should be hungry here let me eat at least a little bit you know um honestly nothing else major I really don't have any headaches I don't have any like brain fog I don't have any of the like scary side effects which is great but the carbonated drinks one that is 
that's a trip, I will tell you. Because it's like I'm pouring this thing into a glass and I'm waiting 20 minutes for the carbonation to go down so I don't like overflow it. And then I drink it. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I just I'm looking at the bubbles. Like, where are they? And yeah, it's it is the weirdest, weirdest experience. So with all of that said, and with your mental health check, hopefully already thought about and put behind us, let's go ahead and get into the episode. If you don't remember, it's called The Six Besties Theory. It's from at Hello Haze on TikTok. I am not taking any kind of credit for this. I am not this ingenious. And honestly, I wish I was because had I seen this thing like 10 years ago, girl, it would have saved me so much heartache. It, I just need to tell you about this because it talks about six kinds of besties. And this isn't to say everyone has to be your best friend, nor is it to say that you have to have six best friends or six different kinds of best friends. This is just to say that there are six different kinds of roles that people can play in your friendship circle and not everyone's going to play the same role, you know? So for me, putting people in in their role and in their kind of construct would have been so freaking helpful, especially like high school me, I feel like. I have like abandonment issues surprising to nobody. <laughs> uh, so this would have been so helpful because it's like I wanted everyone to be like my BFF. And if you weren't my BFF, then I felt abandoned by you. But it's just like not everyone's your BFF, you know? So let's get into the six different kinds. And I won't list them all off right away, but I'll just talk about one and give you some examples as we go along, okay? So the first one is your OG bestie. Your OG bestie is someone who knows your roots, someone who you don't have to explain any of your background. So this is someone who you might have grown up with, someone you went to school with. This is someone you might have been friends with since elementary school, since you were nine years old. Like, when you think of, like, your childhood best friend, this is your OG bestie. Now, the thing that always killed me and tripped me up about this is that OG bestie does not mean that things don't change, okay? Things change as you get older. People change as you get older, okay? Your, your friendship is rooted in the past, and the roots stay there. They stay strong, but you might not know what's happening in their life at every given moment. You might go months, maybe years without talking to them, without catching up. It doesn't mean that you're not best friends. It doesn't mean that you're not friends. It's, you're just like OG best friends. And some people might take offense to the fact, <laughs> hello to myself, <laughs> that people don't fill them in on every little update in their life. Because especially past me, I was like, hello, why aren't you telling me about everything in your life? Like, you're my OG best friend. Like, we're besties. Hello. But just because they're your OG best friend doesn't mean that you're in their life like that anymore. You know, you are, you have a special type of bond that isn't necessarily an everyday type of bond. You love each other. You'll always love each other and you will always be there for each other. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're there for each other 
every day talking about what kind of yogurt you had for lunch, you know? The next kind of bestie is a North Star bestie. If you have a friend that you go to for anything and everything at any time, they might be your North Star bestie. This is someone who makes you feel like your truest and most authentic self. They might have similar traits to your OG bestie. They might be your OG bestie, but they're not necessarily your OG bestie. They accept you for who you are and they never put pressure on you to show up a certain way. You do not need to be codependent. You do not need to be attached to the hip. The real power of a North Star bestie is that you're comfortable in ebbing and flowing in your friendship and in your relationship. You know that with this person, you'll always come back together and there's no fear of abandonment. Hee <laughs> hee. My problem with my friendships, particularly when I was younger, is that I was, I don't know that I thought everyone was going to be my North Star bestie, but it's like I wanted everyone to be my North Star bestie. And not to be like super woo-woo or whatever, but like because of who I am or like my star signs or whatever, I crave deep relationships and... I always look for that in friendships and I love to find that and I want to talk about the worst thing you've ever done. I want to talk about things you're embarrassed about. I want to talk about your secrets. Like I want to get into the nitty gritty with all of my relationships and not every relationship is like that, you know, like some relationships just aren't that way or maybe they used to be that way, you know, like you had a childhood friend who you were that way with and maybe they were your North Star bestie. But now you just don't really talk like that anymore. So they're your OG bestie now. And I think it's also fine to understand like, hey, I don't really have a North Star bestie at this time. Because, I mean, you go through periods where roles really aren't filled. And I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I think having (laughs) vacancies, as it were, in your friendship roster is actually a a benefit because it can be an opportunity for you to grow as a person versus relying on somebody else. The next kind of bestie, and this is the bestie that I always tried to fit into the North Star bestie mold for no reason, is a good time bestie. The good time bestie is someone who is always down for something. They're down for adventures. They make you laugh. They're good wing people. They'll travel with you. They always get the fun drink that has the smoke on it. They always are down for a good time. But they might not show up for you in the way that you want them to. But they'll show up for you if you want to go out to a bar or you want to go have a drink or you want to go dancing. Like, they're there for a good time. They are the good time bestie. They are not, however, they are not toxic. They are not a bad influence, right? They will show up in their own way, but it might not be the way that you want, you know? You might wish that you got to know your good time bestie on a deeper level, which is what I always struggled with. Like, and like I deeply, deeply struggled with this because there, it's like, I don't know what that is within me, but like I see this potential within the good time bestie. Like, We have such a great time together and we do have these deep conversations when we're out or whatever. Like, you know, if you're a girl, you know the bathroom conversations. Like, you talk about the meaning of life in there, okay? 
And I'm like, okay, I see the potential for that. But it's just like, hello, Hayes on TikTok is right. Like they're, they just don't show up for you when you need them to in the way that you want them to show up. And the point of a good time bestie is that that's just not who they are. You know, they are there for the good time. Of course, you can turn to them if you want to just go have a good time, if you want to just vent about something, whatever, but you can't expect them to be your North Star bestie. You can't expect them to show up in that way. And it's okay if she doesn't know your trauma that way. The good time bestie can still be a really good friend, can still be someone you consider very close to you, but you also have to understand that she just simply does not fill that role in your life. The next type of bestie is the work bestie. We've all had the work bestie. The work bestie is genuinely especially I feel like the worse your job is the more you need a work bestie because this is who you turn to when stuff hits the fan you know like this is who you turn to with the tea at work this is who you give the side eye to when your manager is acting crazy this is who talks you off the ledge of I'm gonna quit right now like this is your work bestie and I feel like it's almost like a we go to war together type relationship and I really enjoy this kind of relationship it feels more like a like a camaraderie versus a friendship and I feel like there's something really nice and really special about that but I also feel like the work bestie it's hard to break that friendship out of the work construct and for me, at least, my work friends have typically stayed at work. And there have been work friends I've hung out with outside of work, but it's never really been able to translate the, the connection from work to outside. Because, like, you're just my work bestie. Like, we're, we're work friends. We're comrades, for lack of a better term. And it's like, this is someone that is sharing that mental load of my job with me. And I don't want to have that outside of the job, you know? So for me mentally, at least, it's hard to have a work bestie outside of work because it almost feels like work. It almost feels like, okay, so what else do we talk about besides work stuff? The next type of bestie is a similar ambitions slash seasonal bestie. This type of bestie is the friend who is going through the same season of life as you. This is someone who maybe you're going through grad school at the same time. Maybe you're going through new motherhood at the same time, training for a marathon. This person is your seasonal bestie. Like you are, you have the same ambition right now. I feel like this is one of the most important types of besties to have. We go through different times in our lives. We go through different changes. And sometimes our OG besties, our North Star besties, our good time besties, they don't understand these different phases in our lives, particularly if we're going through a radical change such as becoming a new parent. Like, if I were to, I don't know, pick up and move to Europe, for example, my friends right now could not understand that. So it would be really important to, for me to become friends with someone who is also an expat. So I would have someone who completely understands what I'm going through 
and the challenges I'm facing and the things that I'm thinking and feeling so that I would have someone to fully engage with and fully commiserate with and feel like, oh my gosh, someone gets me at this season in my life and not feel like I have to hold back this part of myself to be accepted by my previous friends. The final type of bestie is a dead body bestie. There is no crime or murder, hopefully, (laughs) involved in this type of friend. The dead body bestie is someone you can call with your most shameful secret, a serious regret, a wild thing you want to do, and they're like, yep, let's do it. With a dead body bestie, the friendship doesn't really need a lot of attention. You could go months, years without talking to this person and this sacred connection that you have with this person remains completely unchanged. I have a dead body bestie and I love her very much. We have not spoken (laughs) genuinely in like six months, but I know I could text her, I could call her with genuinely anything and she would be there for me in a second. Like with anything I needed, like if she, if I needed to talk to someone, if I needed a vent, if I needed to come visit, like she would be there for me. And I love a dead body bestie. And I feel like I have been a dead body bestie for a lot of people. I think that my dead body bestie and I are dead body besties for each other. And I think that sometimes there's some guilt associated with that. I know that she mentioned to me once, she's like, I feel like I only ever call you when there's something wrong. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, that's just our relationship. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, when she reaches out, it's not like, ugh, not this girl again, (laughs) you know? And if I, I did feel like that, I just simply wouldn't answer. It would still be no hard feelings on either end. Like, if I didn't answer, she wouldn't be like, oh my god, why didn't she answer me? She'd be like, okay, she's busy. It's fine. It's just that kind of relationship. And I really value and appreciate that in her and our relationship. And it's funny because our relationship before, I think we were seasonal besties before. We were going through, we were both going through it. (laughs) We were going through a really hard season in our life in our lives and then there was a period where we didn't speak at all and it wasn't like we had any animosity toward each other we were just going through a major transition and then we just picked up and became dead body besties I guess but there's nothing wrong I feel like with being the person that people can turn to I also do feel like though that it can be somewhat draining to only be a dead body bestie. I think if I were only a dead body bestie and people only came to me with their problems and like no one checked in on me, I'd be like, all right, y'all gotta kick rocks because (laughs) I've got zero energy for any of you, you know? But that's not the case. And I feel like that's why having multiple friendships and multiple relationships is so vitally important. So for me, I have a dead body bestie. I have a North Star bestie. I have an OG bestie. Let me see. I have a good time bestie. I don't have a work bestie. 
but that might change as publication picks up. I do have several seasonal besties that I believe are, there are some that are changing. Like, you know, you can feel the, the relationship changing and molding and morphing. And I'm really trying not to put too much pressure on any relationships because I do have a tendency to put too much pressure on a relationship and try to make it and force it into something that it's not like make someone into my literally my best friend when we're just like not there you know and I mean I'm not I don't know what that is I'm sure I could go to therapy and pay someone $200 an hour to talk about that and I think therapy is honestly a great tool However, I feel like for me, I think awareness at this point in my life is enough. I think having awareness that I do the thing is enough and I don't feel the desire to necessarily understand why I do the thing. I don't think understanding why I do the thing would be beneficial, you know? Under, to me, at, at this point in my life, and this could be, this could very well change, you know, but again, at this point in my life, understanding now that I do have this tendency to try to force relationships to be deeper than they are is a good, I think it's a good self-awareness practice. But with all of this knowledge, and honestly, with these constructs in mind, I think having these in mind and genuinely checking in with myself every so often and putting everybody in a category, I feel like that's really helpful for me. And I mean, I think this can be really helpful for people who are like me and kind of struggle to put people in boxes and maybe place too much importance on certain people and maybe not enough importance on others. I know that I have had really good friends who I have, for whatever reason, not put enough focus on because I was too busy focusing on somebody who wasn't focusing on me. Like, it's the classic wanting the attention where you're not getting it type thing. But all that to say, at Hello Haze on TikTok is, is a genius. She's a genius. Uh, I'm, I'm declaring it now. I am forever grateful for the six besties theory because this has, it I, truly, it has changed how I think about friendships. And it's really helpful as I go into making friendships in my adult life, which is very different <laughs> from making friendships as a, a child or even a young adult in my 20s. Making friendships in my 30s is very different. And we have just different lived experiences and it's just, it's a thing. It's a, I don't know. It's weird. I'm working through it. I'm having a good time. I love my little friend group. I love the things that we're doing. And I'm just working on focusing on these constructs in such a way that I am protecting myself and making sure that I'm safe and I'm happy. I'm not hurting myself for no reason, hurting my own feelings. And I want you to kind of think about that too, maybe as you're developing new friendships or as you evaluate friendships that you have right now, 
just kind of think about the friendships you have or that you're developing and think about them in these categories and how they might actually fit and how they actually fit, not how you want them to fit. I know that's kind of a sucky thing to think about, but it is the reality, you know? So we are being realistic. I love to be vision boardy and ambitious and stuff, but we are also realists on the You're So Quiet podcast. So let's be realistic about what these friendships actually are. And the more realistic we can be, the happier we're going to be with what these friendships can actually bring to us. And then we'll know what we have to bring to the table for ourselves. So with all of that being said, we are about the end of our time together this week. Thank you guys so much for joining me. As always, I love you so much, so much, so much. I can't wait to talk to you next week. It's going to be an introverted chat. I'm going to try to do that at the end of every month because I love just, you know, just chatting with you guys. Not about anything in particular, but, you know, just a chat, just a talk, just a little get together, you know? If you're not already, follow the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, do the things. It's at You're So Quiet Pod, Y O U R E, So Quiet Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, talk to you next week. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs>